And welcome back. The other side of the coin. What else should we call it? Second perspective. Uh, We're popping through all the top headlines and the stuff that we've already gone through here today, but we're going to get some more analysis and actually a better way of putting strong opinion. John Robson, National Post columnist and the executive director of the Climate Discussion Nexus. John Robson, how are you doing? I'm just fine, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm pretty good. I was kind of shocked today, though, that Dr. Kieran Moore was dangling that they maybe could make a mask mandate. Here we are just trying to get our hospitals back up and it's not really working. We realize just how broken they are. And then the cases are starting to rise again. John, what were you thinking when you heard that? My initial response is, oh, no, not again. (laughs) Not make me put a sock on my face to go to the supermarket. I mean, I don't even think the masks are effective. I've made this point all along. Oh, they are. They are effective, John. Who will wear one of those in an operating room? Not a chance. I'm going around in a mask. No doctor would would, would consider medical. Oh, you mean the blue ones or the cloth ones? Yeah, they're just rubbish. I'm talking KN. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so maybe they could order us all to wear gas masks, but they also need to understand we have been stretched thin, and humans have immune systems. We're probably going to see a rebound this winter of some other viruses did tend to suppress the transmission of a lot of other diseases. I mean, again, I have this thing about I get on the plane and they say, are you vaccinated? And I want to say, well, against what, right? Because they don't care if I've got typhus or diphtheria. They just want to know if I've got COVID. This is, this is not medical science. Uh, but I don't think people can take that much more. And I also think it's extraordinary the doctor is thinking that we are not people who get to make our own decisions. He said it's not acceptable to him that we are not getting shots, and he will talk to the government um, if he needs to order us around. Remember, we do actually uh, elect the government here, we the citizens. But the other thing that I think we need to understand, you say the healthcare system is crumbling, therefore we, the, the people have to adjust. No, we need to reform the healthcare system. Our system of rigid centralized, socialized medicine that answers to the government, not to the patients, is failing. It's failing drastically. And it's I know, but John, this is in the meantime the here. There's people who can't get into hospitals. For 30 years yeah. I've been writing about the need to reform health care. Every time it's like, yeah, yeah, shut up, buddy, you're an enemy. Oh, by the way, you can't get care. Why can that be? So maybe it's time to start reforming the healthcare system instead of ordering us all to go around with useless bits of cloth on our face. They aren't. Let me just, I'm going to push back on you. They are not useless. You wear a KN95. I seriously, it can. I haven't had one on one day since the pandemic began. Well, for you. They made me me put my my mask on to walk down the aisle and then sit in my seat, take it off Mm -hmm. and eat. I said, what do you think? I'm going to infect people on the plane in the next 18 feet? This is just, this is theater. This isn't medicine. And uh, John, but, it but is medicine. You can't tell people. No, 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 no. You got to be you got to tell the truth here. This is you're not a medical expert. This is this is medicine. Okay. And they do work mass. There's a reason if you're having an operation, do you want a doctor to lean over you without a mask? Of course, sharing not air. It's in the ones. air. I do get I do get and I think our listeners do get uh, there's a feeling we're we're human beings. We're tired of it. We want them off. However, what we want in the supermarket. Yeah, and we also want to go into our hospitals. As you, and you're right. I say do both. You're absolutely right. We've discovered about our healthcare system. We need drastic change to the whole fundamental way that it is put together. But right now, I don't know if you've been in a hospital, but if you're there, 
there is a worry that your your loved one is not going to get in there. So anything that kind of opens up the beds, I say here, here. Yeah, but this won't. Putting cloth on our faces will not open up the beds. It just won't. It will stop. It has stopped the transmission, and that is a fact. Not totally. There's no panacea. But if you wear a good mask, you do not transmit it the same way than if you don't. Otherwise, just in the air. All right, can I, we'll go on to something else. We have various things, and I'm sure the next one you will be as colorful. Arrive Can, we know it's been controversial, and here we go. What a story, kind of uh, tugging at things we always suspected and we've seen evidence before. The tech companies recreating this version of it, and they say $54 million was not necessary. We could do it well under it. So we got various levels of this. What does this tell you? Well, it should drive home the message that governments are inefficient. There are things that governments need to do, but they will not do them the way the private sector will do them. And the more things you entrust to government, the more money gets uh, used up in useless ways. Uh, I remember Milton Friedman was once asked about government waste, and he said there's no such thing as just government operations. But this surely is a, a, a stinging reproach to anyone with the capacity for shame, especially because this app was such a hassle. It was not helpful, really, in protecting the health of the populace. And it, the government, again, just seemed to have this, well, we can do this to you, and you can't stop us. So no matter how much pain it was causing, they're like, too bad, do it or else. You know, so the economy's collapsing. doesn't matter. We can print money. They were not interested in the inconvenience it was causing people or the damage to the tourist industry or to any business that requires you know, cross-border travel. And then it turns out not only was the app bad in the, at the far end, but it cost way, way too much yeah. to make. And you know what? Again, everybody knows when you look at these firms getting this stuff, is that they're, they're buddies with the government, right? The government looks after its friends. This government, Our government spends billions and billions on consulting, despite the fact that we have this huge public service that keeps getting bigger. And who are these consultants? How many of them used to be public servants? This is an ugly business. And at a time when the private sector is under so much strain, the idea that the government will just be on gobble scarf gobble um, is very very distressing is an attitude problem and again you know you're gonna have an inquiry and guess what the committee will shut it down the liberals will find one of the other social democratic parties to say oh we you canadians don't need to see that information it would cause talk and uh, nothing will ever come but nobody will be punished nobody will be fired nobody will be demoted because we wasted all this money in these apps, no one will have to give the money back that they shouldn't have been paid. It'll all no consequences, consequences, no. and we we that all want. Forward. I want consequences these days. All right, I got to squeeze this in before we have yeah, to <laughs> say <laughs> goodbye. Alberta Premier Daniel Smith, can I say flip flop? Uh, turning around the sovereignty pledge. And now that tweet that was sent to me yesterday by so many people, she says it's not an apology, but it sure looks like a walk back. Is this welcome to reality here? It's worse than that, because remember the thing with Danielle Smith last time is that she led a right-wing party, and she threw red meat to them, but they actually disgusted her so much that eventually she fled to the establishment Tories in a catastrophic decision for herself and the province, and now she's back throwing red meat to the rubes and then turning around and saying, oh, but we urban sophisticates don't believe any of that stuff. And this gives you the worst of both worlds. You you either mean it or you don't. I mean, as you could have made the point, it's a hair-raising point, but it is true that... um, there was considerable resistance to vaccination among some uh, 
communities of color, I guess you're meant to call them now, because of this long history of bigotry that even included disgusting, unethical medical experiments, right? So in some sense, there, there, there was a legitimate sensitivity to the concerns of people who've been the victims of discrimination. Mm-hmm. But, but what, but what, but isn't it, but, 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 you know, is it, do you really create a hierarchy of the most discriminated people? I mean, you're just asking for trouble to say that, aren't you? Well, also, and if you, if you said to me, well, I need you to do a hierarchy for me, I would say, okay, look, there's racial slavery and there's the Holocaust. And I don't know which of those is worse because they're both so terrible that they defy belief. Yeah. Um, and then there's a lot of other bad things that have happened and, mm-hmm. you know, other genocides. And then and then there was this business where it was annoying if you weren't vaccinated. But it, it, I mean, the analogy never should really have come into her mind. And I'm not even sure she believed mm-hmm. it, but it was just it was a cheap applause. Yeah, line. it was. She, she's then, trying to make up. It was obvious, wasn't it, John? She was trying to say, please don't be angry that I turned around on the sovereignty uh, pledge. But here, here, here. And I, I don't know. To me, it kind of exposes a hypocrisy right now. In politics. Yeah, and, and again, if you're sorry, be sorry, right? If you've done something wrong, say, you know what, yeah. I shouldn't have said yeah. that it was stupid, I take it back. Don't, again, apologize <laughs> to the urban sophisticates, but tell the rubes you're still with them. She's played that game before. I mean, I know Danielle, and I like her, but something, mm-hmm. politics does something to people. And if, it, if she goes through this crash and burn cycle again, all I'm going to be able to say to her is, you know what, if, if you'd asked me, I'd have given you some really good advice about saying what you mean and sticking to it, even if what you mean is, oops, I'm sorry, I blundered. But not this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah because it, it, sure, it read like an apology. The reach, and then I'm not about. I mean, come on. I mean, seriously, John Robson. We end with an agreement. National Post right. columnist and executive director of the Climate Discussion Nexus. Thanks, John. My pleasure. Okay. Good night. I'm Arlene Bynan on point.